Welcome to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast brought to you by Showcase Sports Media. I am your host, Matt Gregory, and today, man, it's been a while. We got a lot of new baseball stuff going on. The season is about to start. We are about to get into the MLB regular season. Spring training is coming, and we're in the heat of it right now. I guess you could say we're in the dog days of spring training. The starters are playing a lot more. Pitchers are getting four or five innings. The starters are coming out, and they're playing most of the game now, and it's kind of awesome to see. You know, Earlier in the year, it's almost a waste to buy the tickets, but now it's looking like you know, the everyday guys are getting most of the game in now. And this is just the best part of baseball because you know we're ramping up and we are about to start the MLB regular season. And it is one of the best things ever. Today's episode, what we're going to do is we are going to come in and we're going to bring out a hot take for all 30 MLB teams. Now, this is something I believe could happen. This isn't something I necessarily, is, I'm like, this is going to happen. This is something I believe that could potentially happen. Starting in the AL East, as we always do, number one, the Yankees. Aaron Judge is going to be healthy all year and win MVP. Um, If Aaron Judge is healthy all year, I don't see any reason that he could not win MVP. Aaron Judge, you know, there was only 60 games last year. He had more time to rest, more time to recover. That big frame, a lot less stress on those knees, a lot less stress on that back. I don't see a reason why Aaron Judge could not win MVP this year. When he's healthy, he's shown that he's a guy that definitely can do it year in and year out. Aaron Judge is an absolute stud on the plate. He's a great fielder. He is one of the young stars in the game, and I think 2021 is going to be a year where Aaron Judge is able to go out and show why he is the MVP in the American League. Next, I have the Rays. Now, this is an interesting one because there's a lot of things you could say about this team. People are coming out with hot takes saying they're not going to make the playoffs, that they're going to be bad. Like This is the defending American League champions. This team, you know, they were, were one of the best-built teams. People were so high on them just four or five months ago. And now all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to be bad. But this is what the Rays do. They go in, you know, they get these big-name guys, they bring them up, and then as soon as they want all the money they want, you got to let them go. And you bring somebody else in and do the same exact thing with them. So my hot take for the Rays is Chris Archer will have a better ERA than Charlie Morton and Blake Snell. Now, once again, this is one of those things where it's going to be a lot about Chris Archer and how he performs and how he fits back into that Tampa Bay Rays pitching staff. Because once he left for Pittsburgh, he became a little bit me. He became a me player. Chris Archer took the route of wanting what was best for him and not what was best for the team, and it did not work for his career. Uh, He wasn't listening to pitching coaches. He kind of became one of those guys that nobody liked. He became a villain on the mound. And it's going to be important to see if he can turn that around when he goes back to Tampa because that's just not how Tampa plays. That's not their style. Number three, we got the Boston Red Sox. This is a team that there's a lot of question marks around. Starting pitching is number one. And, you know, the lineup struggled last year too. So my hot take for the Boston Red Sox in 2021 is that J.D. Martinez, their offensive superstar, will be traded at the trade deadline. Now, once again, this isn't me saying that J.D. Martinez is being shopped. This isn't me saying I know anything people, other people don't know. This is just my thoughts on the fact that, you know what, maybe it's time for J.D. and the Red Sox to part ways. He's getting a little bit older, and they're trending younger right now. So that's my hot take. I think J.D. Martinez is going to get dealt at the 2021 MLB deadline. I don't really know for what. Uh, You know, he's a player that has decent value, but half of the the majors don't want him because he doesn't play defense. He is not a good defender, and he's useless to the National League teams. So J.D. Martinez, yes. I see him being traded at the deadline from the Boston Red Sox. Next, the Blue Jays. 
Now, this is another team that a lot of people are super high on. You know, the Blue Jays and the Rays, they kind of switched places. It went from, oh my gosh, this is the Rays division. This is going to be their division for the next couple years. They're just better than the Yankees and they're not spending any money. Now it's, oh my gosh, the Blue Jays, they're the team that can overtake the Yankees. You know, my hot take for the Blue Jays is that Hunjin Ryu will win the Cy Young. Uh, He came real close a couple years ago. um, And I just think that he has what it takes because this is a guy that goes out and pitches consistently. You know, he doesn't do anything spectacular. Uh, he doesn't allow runs, he doesn't really walk anybody, he doesn't really strike many people out. But what he does is he gets soft contact, and he gets batters out. He keeps you off balance your whole at-bat. Hunjin Ryu is a solid Major League pitcher, and he's a guy that you want on your staff. And my prediction for him, uh, hot take, is that he will win the American League Cy Young in 2021. The Orioles. So, this was one that was hard. Uh, and I was thinking of hot takes, and I'm like, man, like, Chris Davis bounce back here. I'm like, that's just not going to happen. You know, it's not, a, it's a hot take. It's not me speaking irrationally. So my thought was, you know what, what we're going to do is I'm going to give Trey Mancini a big year. I think Trey Mancini is going to bounce back. You know, he took last year off for health reasons. Great to see him back on the field. I think we're going to see Trey Mancini hit 40 home runs in 2021. I think he's going to be an all-star and I think he's just going to have a fantastic season. This is a guy, you know, he's another one of those competitors. He goes out and he battles every day. And, you know, maybe maybe even he's traded at the deadline. He's another one of those guys with a great bat. Uh, his fielding's definitely better than J.D. Martinez's, uh, but he's not a gold glover out and right by any means. Trey Mancini, I see him hitting 40-plus home runs this year. I see him having a huge year and everyone, you know, reflecting and being happy because of what he had to go through in the previous years and the player that he is and the kind of guy he is. Moving on to the American League Central, we've got the Chicago White Sox. My hot take for the White Sox, you know, I feel like a lot of people think I'm a White Sox hater. I definitely don't hate the White Sox. Um, I'm not opposed to the team. I don't hate the team. I'm not one of those people. I'm a Cubs fan, of course, first and foremost, but I still love baseball. I still love the sport. And the White Sox are a good up-and-coming young team in the sport. And this hot take, you know, it's going to come off that same way. I don't think the White Sox are going to win the division. I think everyone's so high on the White Sox saying, oh my gosh, White Sox-Padres World Series, like... This is real potentially going to happen. And, you know, I'm thinking that the Minnesota Twins are going to win that division. I don't think the White Sox have it in them yet. I don't know what it is. I just don't think the pitching's all the way there. I know they made up good pickups. I know they got Lance Lynn. I know that they picked up Liam Hendricks this offseason. But I just do not see the White Sox being able to take over that division this year. Maybe next year, maybe the year after, but it's just not going to be this year. Moving on, we have the Minnesota Twins. I think Buxton will lead the league in batting average. Yes, Byron Buxton, the guy that couldn't hit water from a boat about two years ago. I think he's going to lead the league in batting average. I think he's going to be healthy too. He's another guy, not to the same degree as Judge, obviously, because Judge is an all-star. I think he could be a perennial all-star. Byron Buxton is a stud. He's a young, great player in the outfield. He was a number one prospect for, I think, forever almost. And, you know, he never figured it out until last season. The last season and a half, but he's been injured, so you know it's been kind of on and off. I think Byron Buxton is going to stay healthy in 2021, and I think he is going to lead the American League in batting average in the National League. You know, all of baseball. I think Byron Buxton is going to have a fantastic year. I think he's going to have 30, 40 plus steals too. I think this guy is on the right track. He's on the right trajectory, and he is going to have a stellar, stellar season. The Indians. So this is one that you know it's potential. Potentially going to happen. It depends on if they call this guy up or not. Nolan Jones, he is one of their top prospects, uh, infielding prospect, 
lefty bat, absolute stud. I think that he's going to have a breakout season. Now, does that mean he's going to have a breakout season at AAA? Does that mean he's going to have a breakout season in the MLB? I really hope it's in the MLB because I think he's got the potential to do that. He has a beautiful left-handed swing, good fielder, and I think he's got the track to be one of their better players this upcoming season. But I also put a backup one in just in case that wasn't the case. I think Ahmed Rosario is going to ball out this year. You know, he was good. Um, he was hitting real good, I think, in the 8-9 hole for the Mets last year. But I think he's going to have an actual breakout season this year. I think he's going to hit 15-20 home runs, play good defense over at shortstop, and, you know, hit for a high average, hit 290, hit 295. And I think that this trade is going to end up working out a little bit better for the Indians than everybody else thought. Because this trade looked lopsided at first. You know, they got guys back, but you didn't really know what you were getting. I think this trade's going to look a little bit better for the Indians after this 2021 campaign. Kansas City Royals. This is a team I've been high on the last two years. You know, I give them a little bit too much credit going into last year's 60-game season, but I believe in this Kansas City Royals team. And the reason I believe in this team is because I think that they just have it in them. You know, they go out and they make quality moves. Their front office has actually run pretty well. Maybe it's Pat Mahomes being in there now, calling the shots. Obviously, it's not. I'm joking. But I think their front office, they always make solid moves. And ever since they won, you know, they came back from the ground up. They're kind of doing what the Giants did. I was kind of shocked to see the way these two teams, like, have worked since 2015 when they were both good. I know 2016, the Giants were still pretty relevant. Uh, but, yeah, it's been kind of interesting to watch. And I think that the Kansas City Royals are going to finish over 500 this year. At 500 or over. This is a hot take, of course. This is not something I'm saying verbatim. This is not even what my prediction would be. This is just a hot take, something I could see happening. I could see the Kansas City Royals finishing above 500 in 2021. Next, the Detroit Tigers. I don't think they're going to call up any of their top prospects. I don't think Casey Mize is going to pitch in the big leagues this year. And the reason being is that Miguel Cabrera contract. You know, Miguel Cabrera, fantastic player, great guy. You know, they love him there. Perennial All-Star, like I said, again, one of those guys, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But that contract hinders what they can do elsewhere so much that I think that calling up their prospects now is going to close their window down the line. So why not hold on to those guys in the minors and make that move just a little bit later and then be able to compete and have those guys under roster control for farther down the line? If they do this, I think the Detroit Tigers will be making the right financial move uh, down the line for their team, as well as making the right move for Miguel Cabrera, letting him ride off into the sunset, you know, do his thing. Um, but yeah, that is my hot take for the Detroit Tigers. I do not think that their top prospects will be coming up this year like a lot of people think they are going to. Moving over to the AL West, we got the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I don't think Shohei Otani is going to be in their starting rotation for the whole season. Not because of elbow issues, because of talent issues. I don't think Shohei Otani is as good of a pitcher as advertised anymore. At least anymore. You know, the guy was a fantastic two-way in Japan, but the game in Japan and the game in America are just two-way different games. Shohei, you know, his hitting is proved. He's proved as a hitter that he can hang in the big leagues. And I think that's what manager Joe Madden's going to do over there. You know, I could see him falling into a long relief role. Like, if you need a guy, put him in. But I just don't see him being an everyday starter and then ace in their rotation. I just don't think he has it anymore. You know, his fastball, sometimes he lights it up, but he just gets roughed around so much. I don't know what it is about him. His accuracy just isn't where it used to be, and I think it's because of his, you know, his elbow and his surgeries, and yeah, I don't think Otani's got it in the starting rotation for the Angels anymore, but I'd love to see him make me disappointed. 
Next, we got the Houston Astros. Justin Verlander's not going to come back in 2021. Now, there's rumors that Justin Verlander could come back, and, you know, he even said something about that last year. He's like, you know what, my season's not over. No one says it's over till I say it's over. And Justin Verlander definitely has the opportunity to come back during this season. Uh, there's definitely potential for it. Um, and if you were to be a betting man, a lot of people probably say he would come back this season just because of the guy he is, the competitor he is, how hard he wants to work, how hard he wants to win. But in all reality, I don't think that's the case because Justin Verlander's just aging, you know. They talk about him like he's aging like fine wine because he did get better with age. He got even better every year, but now the injuries are catching up to him, and I think he should just take this whole season off. His team's really not going to be that great anyways. Take the whole year off, let himself come back into 2022 completely healthy and pitch his best ball he can then because coming back and rushing back from an injury here, it's just not going to help that much. You know, if the Astros are title contenders, I completely understand. But from where I'm sitting, I don't see that being the case. Next. We got the Athletics. Now, this is a team that I give a lot, of, a lot, a lot of stuff to because I don't really understand the front office. I love Billy Bean. I love the whole Moneyball thing. It's great, you know, small market, hanging around big markets. I completely get it, you know, location, success, getting guys that make the most sense. For the Athletics, this is my bold prediction. I don't think Sean Manaya is going to be a part of the team after the trade deadline this year. This is one of those guys that's never completely figured it out for long enough. You know, he has stretches where he's fantastic. He came in and pitched in that wild card game in 2019 and looked good and then gave up bomb, bomb. You know, I just don't know what to think of this team anymore. I don't know what to think of Sean Manaya. I think a change of scenery might be best for him uh, because he just doesn't seem to have it in Oakland anymore and they just can't seem to figure it out together. So you know what? Maybe a change of scenery is what's best for him and what's best for the organization. Moving on to the Texas Rangers, this is a very, very fun one. This is one of those guys, you know, Joey Gallo is a guy on that team that is known for his pop, known for being one of the best home run hitters, having one of the best home run swings in baseball, but he strikes out a lot. My prediction for 2021, a hot take, is that David Dahl will hit more home runs than Joey Gallo, even in that new ballpark. I know Joey Gallo is known for hitting his bombs, but David Dahl is a real solid hitter, and I think David Dahl is going to have a better overall season and I think he's going to hit more home runs than Joey Gallo will in 2021 in the memorial season in that new ballpark with all those fans. And I think fans are going to really start to like David Dahl. And I think Joey Gallo may be on his way out of the door in Texas. Why do I think this? I don't know. He's just kind of been rumored. And it doesn't really seem like he's a fit there. You know, he's good, young, with potential. And I just don't see where the Rangers are moving forward in the next 5, 10 years. I don't see this team being good anytime soon. Moving over to the NL, we get the NL East. Mets. I think the Mets will have the best starting rotation ERA in baseball. How is that a hot take? They have a top three rotation because the Dodgers and the Padres exist. So it is a hot take. For anybody to have a better rotation than them is a hot take. But they just got the, they got the veterans. They got guys that know how to do it. They got Jacob DeGrom. He's going to be a stud. Marcus Stroman, Noah Syndergaard, Carlos Carrasco. These are all guys that know how to pitch well, pitch effective, and pitch good for a whole season. So I think the Mets could have the best starting rotation ERA in baseball, and I don't think it's that, that big of a surprise to me, but I think a lot of people aren't really going to agree with that statement, that the Mets will have the best starting rotation ERA, and you know what, maybe even end up having the best starting rotation in baseball in 2021. This is a team that has a lot of pitching potential, a lot of offensive potential. The bullpen throws up question marks for me, but you never know. Seth Lugo making spot starts. That guy's good, too. So you never know. The Mets, they could do it. Moving on, we got the Atlanta Braves. 
They will hit the most home runs as a team. They're going to lead the league in home runs. Once again, this is another thing where it's like, oh, they're a good team. Like, why is that a surprise? No, this is a surprise because teams like the Bomba Squad, the Yankees, the Dodgers, they all exist. So seeing the Braves are going to lead MLB in home runs, this definitely is a take. And this is a take that, you know, I can get behind. Because the Braves, they've got the Sluggers, they've got Freddie Freeman, they've got Marcelo Zuna, they got Ronald Acuna, they got Ozzy Albies. These are all guys that can hit 20-plus home runs. So yeah, I think that the Atlanta Braves will finish with the most home runs as a team in Major League Baseball in 2021. The Phillies, they're going to finish behind the Marlins in the standings in 2021. Now, Phillies fans, I know you get a lot of crap. I know you hear fourth-place Phillies thrown around all the time. But this is just where I believe you're going to fall. I believe that the Phillies, they just really don't have it. I think they're going to be a last-place team in the NL East. And, you know, it's tough to say because that's a real tough division. And a lot of people have high expectations for you, as you always do. But I think you're just going to fall once again. And I think there's going to be some huge changes made at the deadline and in this offseason for the Phillies. Marlins, I think they're going to be surprisingly mediocre. What does that mean? Surprisingly mediocre means they're going to be average. And that's surprising for the Marlins. You know, last year, I think they went 31-29, and 29 and everyone was surprised. So I think, once again, in 2021, they are going to be surprisingly mediocre. Surprisingly mediocre is not a bad thing, you know. It's good for them. They're young. They're developing. They've got young pitchers. They've got young bats coming up in that lineup. So being surprisingly mediocre as a Marlins fan, you can't be too angry about it. You told me eight years ago that the Cubs are going to go 500. I would be jumping for joy. I think the Marlins in 2021 are going to be a team that is very, very surprisingly mediocre. Moving on to the Washington Nationals. This is a team that made a lot of cool moves this offseason, you know? Moves that I don't really think are high profile. They all kind of went under the radar. But one of those moves was picking up Josh Bell. I think that Josh Bell is going to have a huge bounce back year because, you know, he was really, really bad in 2020. And that's why he got traded for practically nothing. I think that Josh Bell is going to be a stud in 2021, and I think he's going to hit 40 home runs. I know that's kind of the line I'm sitting at with guys. If I think somebody's going to break out, have a big year, have a big bounce back year, I say 2021, 40 home runs. Josh Bell, that's where my line is for him too. And, you know, I think Kyle Schwarber's going to hit 42. I think they're going to have two guys hit 40 home runs that they picked up this offseason. And, you know, what, what a bolster to a lineup that is that kind of struggled last year when they have this pitching staff that, you know, is really good. They have a three-headed monster up top, and you know if they can fill in those four or five spots, they can be competing for this real tough division. The Nationals, I think they have potential to be good, but it's going to be if these guys that they plugged into these spots are going to be able to step up to the plate and be some of the better players. Moving on, we are in the NL Central, my favorite division in baseball. The Reds first off, TJ Antone. If you don't know his name, learn it right now. I think TJ Antone is going to be their ace in 2021. Now, I know Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo are going to start at the top. Of course they are, because those are the guys that have the track record. They've been there longer. They're better big leaguers so far. But I think TJ Antone is going to end up being their their ace by the end of 2021. I think he's going to have the best ERA. I think he's going to have a really, really good K-9, walk-9, all that. I think this guy is going to be a young stud. He's a young bull in the making for this lineup and this rotation. And the Reds, you know, they're going to need to lean on him hard in that rotation if they want to win any games this year. The Brewers, I think Josh Hader is going to be traded. I don't know if this is really a hot take. Uh, I think to Brewers fans it might be because, you know, it's kind of been rumored that he'd go to the Yankees, and it's been kind of a back-and-forth thing. But I think this is finally going to be the time that Josh Hader is dealt away because I don't think that he's a fit there anymore. I don't think that 
they're going to be able to afford what he wants in the future. And I don't think the Brewers are really all that good. But you know, if they're competing for the division, which probably everybody but the Pirates will be doing at the trade deadline, that he'll be hanging around. But I think that the Brewers are going to make that move. They're finally going to jump off ship with Josh Hader. Uh, Yeah, and I think he's going to be traded at the trade deadline. The Chicago Cubs. I think they're going to trade Chris Bryant and Jock Peterson at the trade deadline and Jake Arrieta. Why do I think this? You know, Chris Bryant, one of my favorite players. I got his jersey hanging up. I'm looking at it right now. Jock Peterson has been on fire in spring training. Honestly, has looked like one of the best hitters in baseball throughout the spring. He's hitting left. He's hitting right. He's hitting them both well. But at a time in life, it's time to move on. You know, Jock Peterson, Chris Bryant, Jake Arrieta are all on the last leg of their deals. Uh, Peterson and Arrieta obviously brought it in on one-year deals. Uh, Bryant's deal is about to end, and he's about to enter free agency. I think that the Cubs are going to be very, very mediocre this year. I think that's no surprise to anyone. And I think it's going to be time for the Ricketts and for, you know, the new GM, Jed Hoyer, to figure it out and say, you know what, it's time to move on. And I think he's going to deal Bryant, and I think it's going to hurt. It's definitely going to hurt because that guy was a big piece of the World Series winning team, made the last out, threw it over to Rizzo at first. And then Peterson and Arietta, I think they're both going to have good years. I think they're both going to look really nice, and it's going to be one of those things where it's like, all right, well, we trade them or we get nothing back for them and let them walk on a mediocre team. So I think those two are going to get dealt, and I think Bryant's going to get dealt. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, they'll be able to look back and think about these pieces and be like, you know what, we made good moves out of all these. Cardinals, they're going to finish at 500. Everybody's projecting this team to be by far the best team in the National League Central. Like, they're going to blow out the division. Like, because they traded for Arenado, they're going to be the best team. And no one's going to be able to hang. And I really don't think that's the case. The Cardinals have a lot of question marks. Is Nolan Gorman going to be able to start at second for them? Uh, Is he going to be able to replace the defense that they had in Colton Wong? What's going to happen when they're outfield? Dexter Fowler's gone. Who's going to play out there? I know they got O'Neal. They got Edmund. Those are both good guys. Is Harrison Bader finally going to figure it out? I don't know. I feel like this is a team that has a lot of questions still. Is Carlos Martinez going to be himself? Is Adam Wainwright still going to be good? He's got older. You know, he pitched good in a 60-game season, but he's old now, and this is a full 162. Is he going to be able to ramp it back up? These are all questions that need to be asked for this team because I feel like people are giving them unrealistic expectations to be this team that I don't really think they are. I think the Cardinals are going to end up around 500 at at above or below within two games of 500. And you know, it still might be enough to win the division because the NL Central is kind of a joke. But I don't think the Cardinals are going to be this almighty power in the NL Central that's going to run the division. So that's my hot take about the St. Louis Cardinals. The Pirates. I think Cole Tucker is going to break out. Uh, they really don't have much to be excited about. Cabrian Hayes, O'Neill Cruz in the next couple of years. But I think Cole Tucker is going to go and he's going to ball out in 2021. You know, this is a guy that I actually had the chance to meet recently. Uh, I met him about a year ago. Very nice guy, uh, really well poised. Uh, He's dating Vanessa Hudgens, so good on you, bro. Uh, But yeah, Cole Tucker, he's speedy. He has a pretty good contact-driven bat. I think if he can find his pop and use his big frame, because he's not a little guy, he'll be able to have a really, really good breakout year. Um, And, you know, he'll make make the decision hard for the Pirates. That shortstop, uh, I know he kind of plays utility. He can kind of play wherever you want him to. So, Cole Tucker, I think he's going to be a shine of sunlight in Pittsburgh alongside my boy, Cabrian Hayes. Moving on to the NL West, the Dodgers. Um, hot take for them, I guess. They're not going to win the division. I, you know, I 
I definitely think they're going to win the division, but I definitely can see a world where they don't. Um, you know, the, the and it has nothing to do with skill or talent or any of that. This is my thought process behind it. The Dodgers know what it takes to win a World Series now. They won one, they got off the schneid, and after you win one, you realize how much the regular season really matters. Um, and, you know, World Series hangover, all of that goes into effect. I think they're not going to come out as hot as everybody thinks they're going to, um, and I think that the Padres are going to jump out to a quick lead in the division, and the Dodgers are going to be playing catch-up all year. Uh, this is not to say that the Dodgers couldn't come back and win the division, but I think the Padres, they got more to prove, so they're going to come out every day and play a just a little bit harder. Um, and I think that they're going to end up taking that division. Uh, I could definitely still see it going both ways. I definitely still see the Dodgers being heavy contenders. Like, I could see both teams winning 100 games. It's like that crazy of a division. Two very, very talented teams, two very, very talented pitching staffs. So we'll see. Padres. Uh, Darvish. And Snell won't have the same stuff as they did last season. They're going to go back to their struggles. You Darvish, he's a very interesting case. Uh, when he got traded, I made this argument, and this is an argument I've stood on since. You know, you Darvish has been good for a combined year and a half, two and a half years of his career in that, in that little sample size. You know, he was good with Texas, but then he went to L.A., came to Chicago, and was awful. And then he had a good second half of 2019. Had a good 2020, but it was only a third of a season. So what are we judging off of? Are we going to go, and are we going to be able to like reflect and say, no, you Darvish is really good. These are all things that we believe in. Or are we going to be realistic and say, you know what, maybe he just had a good stretch because pitchers have good stretches. I don't know if you Darvish is a Cy Young contender anymore. I don't know if he's going to be able to be that guy in 2021. And Blake Snell, same thing. You know, 2018, he was phenomenal. 2019, he struggled. 2020, short season. You don't know. You don't know what you're getting out of these guys. I feel like there's definitely room for them to be good. And I love both of these pitchers. They both got personality. They both got some swagger. I could see both of them being very, very good. But I could also see both of them falling off a cliff and just not being the same guy that we thought they were before. Moving on, we've got the San Francisco Giants. I think Buster Posey is going to lose his spot in the starting lineup. I think they're going to call up Joey Bart, and I think Buster Posey's actually going to get moved over to first, and Brandon Belt might get cut, you know, or Brandon Belt gets dealt. I think Buster Posey's a lifer there in San Francisco now. I think they're going to hold on to him. I think they're going to savor his time that he has with them left. But I don't think he's going to be their starting catcher in 2021 for the whole year at least. I don't think he's got the knees for it anymore. I don't think he's got the health for it. I think Buster Posey is going to be slid into – Maybe some backup catcher role, maybe some first base, move him around a little bit, but I just do not think Buster Posey will be the Giants catcher for all of 2021. The Arizona Diamondbacks, this one hurts. Uh, you know, I've got the guy's jersey hanging up in my room too. Cattell Marte, I think he's going to get dealt with the deadline because a lot of their talent is still in the minors. And Cattell, you know, the Diamondbacks are a small market and they've proven to do this, kind of like what the Rockies had to do with Arenado. Uh, if they don't have the talent right ready when they want to have it ready, that guy got the guy's got to go. The star's got to go. They're not going to pay the star. They're going to try to get what they can out of the little money that they want to spend and let other guys develop. So I think Cattell Marte is going to be dealt at this deadline or at least shopped. You know, the the verbiage I had was Cattell Marte will be shopped at the deadline. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to get traded, but they're going to look to trade him. They're going to see what's available for him. And, you know, going into the offseason of 2021, going into 2022, I think he's going to be a guy that a lot of teams are looking out for. 
and they're trying to get after because he is a good young talent. He's very versatile in the field. He's a great base runner. So hopefully the Diamondbacks can find a way to hold on to him, but I just really don't know. The Rockies. So this one's kind of closer, personal, closer to home. This is a guy that I've really liked. Uh, have a friend who knows him personally, so I've been watching him since he was in A-ball. Brendan Rodgers, I think he's going to have a breakout year. I think Brendan Rodgers is finally going to get that playing time that he never got with Nolan there. Uh, shift him over to second. Give him some more looks on the infield. You know, they can move around that infield. They could play him at third. They can play him at second. All these guys are now versatile. This is going to be a proving year for everyone on that roster. Honestly, to prove that they deserve a job somewhere else. Because that's honestly what it's become in 2021 for the Rockies. It's going to be, can these guys on this roster be good enough to get a job somewhere else? Because this team is just so atrocious and so poorly run that I could not see anyone wanting to stay there. You know, Charlie Blackman, maybe him just because he loves it there. You know, he looks like a Colorado boy. But this team, I think they're going to start becoming a feeder until they figure it out. Until Momfort and Breidich are gone. They're going to be a feeder for other real teams in Major League Baseball. So that's all 30 teams. I want to know what you guys think. Uh, what do you agree with? What do you disagree with? I feel like there was a lot of things that definitely are up for debate here. Uh, go over to the Instagram post I shared and let me know your comments. Let me know what your hot takes are for the 2021 MOB season. Because there's a lot of things that I said that are probably going to be so off. You know, I might go one for 30 on these. And the one I hit, I'm going to be like, oh, I said that. The other 29 I missed, I'll be like, oh, yeah. I did say that, but that's why these are hot takes. These are our opinions. These are things that we just want to get out there and let other people know about what we're thinking about the sport that we love. So once again, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have a great week. Once again, feel free to engage, comment, like, all of it. Thanks again. Have a great one and peace.